Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. You guys are going to want to listen to this podcast on repeat over the next four weeks is my guess and send it to all your friends that you've been chatting about your crazy family with say, listen, you have to listen to this podcast because she's amazing and you're going to feel way better when your crazy aunt Ruth comes over for Christmas. So I know we just got done with Thanksgiving. I hope it was amazing and I hope that you were able to take some notes I'm sure everybody was at home taking notes on the thoughts that they were having during Thanksgiving dinner because you're all crazy like me, right? You like to journal. All right. I'm just kidding. Um, If you weren't taking notes, I just want you to think. Let's think back to Thanksgiving. You know, if you're spending Christmas with the same people that you spent Thanksgiving with, I want you to think about when you were triggered. Think about the times that were difficult, the things that got you upset, and maybe just write them down, okay? Taking mental note of them is not going to help as much. So I'm gonna write mine down real quick. Usually it has to do with my mother-in-law, but a little bit with like other people too. Guess what? My mother-in-law doesn't listen to this podcast. If you do, turn it off right now. This is not the podcast for you. Anyway, back to regularly scheduled programming. I just wanted this to be the year of my family's Thanksgiving, but my family could not spend it with me, at least not my whole family. And so my husband just asked if his parents could come over and I said yes, because I love him, but I also told him that I didn't want to spend the whole day with them and I wanted it to be simple. Anyway, the things that bugged me were that, and then still seeing my in-laws on Thanksgiving, even though Um, they were not supposed to be here. I just have a really fun relationship with my in-laws. Anyway, I'm writing those things down and I'm writing down why they trigger me. I actually was journaling on this this morning, so I know why I get triggered. And here's the thing, been life coaching for years and years and doing it on myself for even longer. And I promise you these things, they don't quite go away, but you know what? It's just not a problem. I don't want you to feel like you're broken. I don't want you to feel like if we don't get this problem solved, I am just going to continue to feel so awful every year. And maybe someday I will finally feel good enough, finally be good enough. And I won't have these problems anymore. I don't want you to think along those lines at all. I want you to maybe just put your hand on your heart right now. You just tap yourself on the shoulder and tell yourself, I am proud of you for showing up. I'm proud of you for showing up however you showed up. It's been hard and you're doing a really great job doing a hard thing. You have to know, you guys, everybody that comes to me has some kind of family issue. Either their grandma is crazy and obsessive or their mother doesn't listen to them or their in-laws think they're terrible people. It doesn't matter. There's so many different people that I have coached and they all have had family drama of some kind. So I'm bringing you this episode with those lessons. I'm going to give you some very specific examples. Don't worry. I'm not going to use 
any names. I'm going to start with my own example. So this is where we get up close and personal. You get to know what's going on inside of my brain and how I coach myself. It's kind of giving me a little bit of a pit in my stomach because number one, I'm nervous about my mother-in-law listening to this podcast, even though I don't even think she knows I have a podcast. I just don't want her to share or somebody to share it with her. And if she does, you know what? And she's listening, just listen at your own risk. Okay. I'm a human. I have human feelings and I help people with this. I have no shame in that. (laughs) So here we go, people. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever had much shame when it came to the things that I say. I really do have my own back and I am pretty bold and pretty blunt. And you know what? I used to have so much shame about that. I still remember my mom saying one time, like, if you want to know the truth, just go ask Nicole. And I was so offended and so hurt by that. And now I'm just like, you're right. (laughs) If you want to know the truth, (laughs) come and ask me. I will tell you the truth. Like, isn't that valuable? You want somebody who's going to tell you the truth, right? Oh my gosh. Anyway, thanks mom. Thanks for that insecurity that is now a security. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I don't even think my own mom listens to my podcast, you guys. I actually highly doubt it. It, you know, it's probably just not a good idea. You know, I'm not the life coach to pick for any of my family members. If they ever wanted a life coach, they should go pick somebody else. I'm not the one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We're getting off topic here. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to be vulnerable here. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, My kids go and see my in-laws every Friday, which I love, and I want my kids to have a great relationship with them. But there are some things that my mother-in-law does that really bug me, and you might feel the same way. And so I came in, and I started journaling on it. And this is funny. This is just a side note, but one of my clients this week was like, I don't want to journal on things because what if somebody finds this journal and they just think like, this person is so sad or this person is crazy or like, what are they going to think of it? And I just said, just delete it, just burn it. Like it's only for you. This is not the kind of journal that we pass down to posterity. This is like, let's get all out all the barf and flush it down the toilet and like never think about it again. But we've like got to get it out so that you can feel better. I'm going to slow down. I'm noticing that I am talking really fast. So this morning I went and wrote down the things that were bugging me about my mother-in-law and I just let myself talk. And I think that's really the first step because you've got to let yourself say all the nasty things that you're actually thinking or else they'll just stay in your head. You can't ever get rid of them if you just keep them in your head and you pretend like you're not thinking those things at all. I know some people want to do and that's okay if you want to do that but it's not going to help you so don't do it (laughs) um all right so I was just writing some things down and I was like okay I need I need to know what I'm thinking and so much of it as I went back and read it was just centered around like not feeling accepted and not feeling seen and understood and respected And this is some coaching that I did on one of my clients who also had that issue this morning, actually. And I just said to her the same thing that I said to myself. I said, we want other people to like us 
because we want permission to like ourselves. I want my mother-in-law to like me because then it would just prove that I'm this amazing person and her son made the right choice and I'm just awesome. And you know what? I do not want to put the power over what I think of myself in somebody else's hands, especially not her hands. I want you to think about the person who triggers you. Think about how crazy they are. Think about how, like, maybe they get angry really easy. Maybe they just, like, bug you for some reason. Think about their personality and just ask yourself, are they handling their emotions in a healthy way? Like, do they have a really good sense of control over their lives? Do they have incredible self-esteem? Probably the answer is no. Like, I really would say 100% of the time. Because the people who trigger us by, you know, being rude or making comments or having opinions or something, like, I mean, they're humans, so... Of course, they don't have perfect self-esteem just naturally, but also a lot of times the people who are just being so hard to get along with are the ones who are having the most trouble on the inside of themselves. So essentially what we've done when we want them to approve of us and be kind to us and love us the way that we are is we're saying here, unstable person, why don't you just hold my self-esteem for me and I'll see what you do with it and take it back and just see what happens. Like, it's just irresponsible to place it in their hands. We should not do it. So here's how you do not do it. You write down all the ways that you're already thinking that, like, they're in charge of, you know, what, what they think of you and what other people might think of you. All the things that you think they think of you. Write that down. I'm not good enough. I'm selfish. I'm wrong. I'm bad. I'm blah, 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 blah. All these things. And then just ask... Do I want to believe their own thoughts about me? Do I want to trust them to know me and to understand me and to give me the things that I need? No, I really, really don't. So the conclusion that I came to today was choosing to love me, choosing to love all the things that I think my mother-in-law hates about me. I love how I talk. I love my voice. I love my face when I'm happy and when it's RBF, resting B face. Sorry, phone. Um, I love how sometimes I'm quiet. I love how sometimes I don't have to say anything. I love that I know how to protect myself. I love the things I say. I love who I am, regardless of who likes me. I approve of me. You guys, one of my clients just tried this out for the first time this week, and it was actually life-changing. I don't make bold promises like that most of the time. At least I try not to. My coach tells me not to. <laughs> but this has been life-changing for me. I thought the thoughts in my head were just thoughts. I thought that they were just there. I couldn't change them. This is just who I am. But really, it's like the thoughts in my head, that's me talking to myself. And all the thoughts that are just in there, like on default, not very nice ones. They're fearful ones. They're, 
you know, triggering ones. They're things that, they're all the negative things that people have said about us. And so for me to be in this place right now where I am, where I just really love my life, it really does stem from me choosing to approve of myself. It's like looking at my whole life, looking at my mistakes and all the things that I've done, all the things that I've said, like literally I've made some really dumb mistakes and said some really dumb things and looking at that and saying, I love you still to myself. Like I choose to have your back. I'm not going to leave you because like betrayal from somebody else is heartbreaking, but betrayal from your own self, that's why people feel so bad all the time. That's probably why you feel so bad all the time. Even if you think this is not you, I guarantee it's you. You don't approve of yourself all the time. You have really high expectations of yourself. You judge yourself a lot. You tell yourself you should be better. You should be doing better. You should be feeling better. You should be thinking better. Whatever it is, I don't care. You're not approving of yourself. And so you have to sit down. Even just right now and say to yourself, I approve of you. I love you. So back to what I was telling myself. Regardless of who likes me, I like me. And I love me. I approve of me. I genuinely don't need her to approve of me. That's not her job. That's my job. And I will do it. I love myself. I approve of myself really and truly. And I love that because this is who I want to be. She's just going to be crazy. And when I'm around her and when I'm not, I choose to love me. That feels right. And it feels like who I want to be. I just want to show up as the person I want to be around her and who I truly want to be as someone who has my own back. Someone who sets really clear boundaries on what's allowed and what's not allowed. Someone who doesn't allow somebody to talk to me like that or treat me like that. Regardless of who sees it, regardless of who validates it, I get to ask myself, was that okay to you? And if the answer was no, I'm like, oh, I give you permission to leave. I give you permission to go in another room. I give you permission to keep yourself safe. See, this trust that you have with yourself has been broken when you stop taking care of yourself, when you start letting people run over your boundaries, when you start letting them treat you in a way that you don't like to be treated, whether you've told them that or not. The most important thing is that you're telling yourself I will keep you safe. Your, your nervous system really is just craving some safety and some kindness from you. So give that to yourself. Allow yourself to love who you are right now. You don't have to be better. You don't have to do it right. You don't even have to be trying to do it right. Like this is the first step to doing better. It, it's so backwards. Because we think to do better, we have to tell ourselves, you need to do better, you're not doing good enough. And really, in order to, prog to progress, we have to love where we're at. It's like this, what is that called? It's just like ironic or something. Like yet, Once you let go of it, that's when it starts moving. Once you stop caring about it, that's when it starts changing. So, your job is to like you. Your job is to love you. That doesn't mean going through your whole life and deciding what about you is lovable. That means going through your whole life and seeing every part of you and deciding, I love you with the hair on your toes, 
and your crooked nose and your white skin that does, gets really pasty in the winter and your stinky feet. Like, I just love you because here's the thing, you guys, this is not, this is not fluff. This fills a hole in your soul. This helps you feel like you're enough. When you have this conversation with yourself that you're going to have your own back, you're going to start being nice to yourself. You're going to stop judging yourself. You're going to make sure that you're always safe, that you always have an escape plan if something's going down. This is what you need. This is what you've always wanted. Give it to yourself. All right, so here's another real life example from one of my clients. One of my clients recently got pregnant. You probably, well, you maybe know who you are. There's a couple of you. Oh crap, I have to send out that baby shower gift. Okay, if you invited me to your baby shower, I am sending your gift. I promise, I love you. I can't wait for you to get it. Okay, anyway. Um, one of my clients recently found out she was pregnant. She went and talked to her family. She finally announced it and they were not as excited as she thought they would be. And so here's where we have to examine things. After something happens, we have to ask, what did I make that mean? All that those people did is they didn't say the things that she thought that they would say. They didn't clap, they didn't cheer, they didn't say, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful, you're glowing, I'm so excited for you. And she thought that they would say those things because maybe they've said them in the past or maybe she was just hoping for that. Oftentimes we hope for things to happen that are not actually very logical. Like we hope that somebody will change. Every time we see them, we think that they're gonna change and they don't and we're so shocked when they don't. We need to stop being shocked that they don't change. This is just who they are. They're probably not going to change. Like if you're going to expect anything, expect that they're probably going to show up the same and then coach yourself on that. So she showed up, she announced her pregnancy. People were not as excited as she wanted them to be. And we, she asked that question. We asked that question on our coaching call. What did you make that mean about yourself? And she made it mean that she was weird, that she was different, that she wasn't important to her family. Now her family didn't say this, but I want you to think about how she felt when she was thinking, I'm not important to them. It's such a painful feeling. It hits you right in the gut or right in the chest. It genuinely hurts your heart, but nobody said this to her. This is her own fear coming up in her own mind. This is not the truth. We really have to get that straight. The things that people say to us, even if they were to say you're not important, it still wouldn't mean that because they don't get to decide who you are. All that they're saying is I'm having thoughts and I'm having feelings and I'm saying words. It's not I'm saying the truth. It's not this is what's actually going on for me. It's just, these are the words that I'm, that I'm saying, and that's literally it. So when we go back and we realize, oh, my brain offered me this idea that I'm not important to them. And I took it. I believed it, unfortunately, and that's okay. I see myself. I forgive myself. I love myself. It's not a problem that I believed it, but now I just want to examine it. Am I important? How would we know? 
is there any truth to the idea that I'm not important or that I am important? How would we know if that was true? Is there some magical book titled list of important people? And if your name's in it, you're important. No, this is just an opinion. It might be somebody else's opinion, but right now when it's your thought, it's your opinion. So think about what you make it mean when somebody says or does something. If it means to you, they're not prioritizing me. I'm not important. You might want to think, why do I believe this? Why am I allowing myself to believe this? And what do I want to believe? Do I even want to entertain this idea that I might not be important? What if I could choose the opposite thought and find that it's actually just as true? So here's the interesting thing about your brain. Your brain is designed to do a few things. One of them is keep you alive. One of them is to confirm your negativity bias. So whatever you believe, it will find proof that those things are true, especially your negative thoughts, but also your positive ones because your brain is like this little doggy that will go and fetch if you tell it to. Here's, I'm gonna prove it to you. Close your eyes right now. You're listening to this podcast wherever you are. If you're walking, don't close your eyes, but maybe pause whatever you're doing and close your eyes or no, sorry, don't close your eyes yet, but look around the room and I want you to look at everything that is green and just count it up. I'm going to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. There's probably like a lot of things. I like the color green. Okay. Now I want you to close your eyes after you've counted. Okay. Now I want you to tell me everything in the room that was purple. Mm, can I think of anything? No, I can't think of anything that was purple. Is there anything in here? Oh, yep. Now that I'm opening my eyes, I can see all the purple things, but I didn't see the purple things because I wasn't looking for the purple things. I was looking for the green things. So when we walk into rooms with our families and we already have these ideas about what they might think about us or what we're afraid they might think about us deep down inside of us, our brain is going to look for that proof and it's going to find it. It will just go find what you tell it to find. So we're going to tell it to find something else. And I want to tell it to go find proof that I'm important. What's all the proof? Oh, everybody showed up for me today. Oh my gosh. What proof? (laughs) Oh, my dad bought me an outfit for the baby. My dad said he's excited for me. Oh my gosh. More proof. My sisters told me that the baby's going to be so cute. My sister lives 20 minutes away and she came and saw me at this announcement thing. Everybody listened to me. Everybody loves this baby. Look for the proof for things that you want to believe and you will find it. It will change your world. You'll realize you have been looking at the world like with only one eye. We want to open the other eye and then we got to choose which one do I want to look through right now. It's okay if most of the time, naturally, you feel like you're looking for the bad. I have to correct myself all the time. Be like, oh yeah, I totally forgot I wanted to have a good day today. So I've got to look for all the things that I'm so happy about. Okay, so going into the Christmas holiday, maybe write down the things that you know are going to be a problem for you. Imagine the things that people might say and be really specific and then write down, here's what I'm making it mean about me. And then ask yourself, do I want to keep thinking that about myself? Is it actually true 
is there and is if you're saying yes yes it really is true that I'm a terrible person or something we can ask can you actually know that it's true though is it possible that the opposite is true is it possible you're also a really great person because if that's possible that's what we have to focus on I promise number one you're gonna show up better more like yourself but most importantly you're going to have a good holiday now we're going to talk about people pleasing in the upcoming episode so if you're a people pleaser and you're always thinking about what other people think and you're only doing things because you think it's going to make other people happy that's what we're going to talk about next episode for now if you have questions message me on instagram and we will be sure to put it in another podcast episode for now share this episode with your friends I am excited to see you next week and happy holidays. Hey, if you're ready to make your mind a safe and peaceful place to be, I want you to sign up for a free coaching consultation and together we're going to find out exactly what makes you tick and we'll fill your relationships with yourself, with God, your business and other people. Because when you feel good, you can do good. I know that the world is waiting for the special magic that you have to offer. Don't make us wait any longer. Sign up for a one-on-one call with me and become the Thought Boss of your own life. Go to ThoughtBossCoaching.com or find me on Instagram at ThoughtBossCoaching.